everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. We are on our flagship episode today. We are on season five, episode eight, and you are with I Need No Name and Samrin here. So we're recording right after the Bayern game in How Are You Feeling? I'm feeling amazing, actually, because, I mean, come on. Like, I did cry for around 15 minutes because <laughs> Thomas Muller did not score or assist. But, like, you know, after a 7-0 win. How bad yeah. can you feel? And I'm sure Thomas Muller, if he were here next to me right now, he'd say, oh, come on, man, relax. It's a 7-0 win. <laughs> to be fair, I considered the one where he almost collided with the keeper and the ball ended up for, I think it was the third goal. I considered that an honorary assist because if Muller and the keeper don't collide, that ball does not fall to, I think, Coman for that goal. Yeah, but so, honorary assists don't count towards the Muller propaganda. So. Uh, and you're a stats guy, right. So, in we scored seven goals today. And so far, it's been, what, seven, six, 13, 13, and two, fif- 15. Yeah. 15 without a certain Robert Lewandowski, eh? Yeah, someone whose birthday it is today. Oh, well, I guess we should still wish him happy birthday, right? He just yeah. left a few days ago. But I don't know. Do we look better without Lewandowski? Yeah, it's... A really funny way to introduce the topic since we actually do discuss this stuff beforehand. But like, I have to say that people are bringing this up a lot now in the game threads. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm starting to think that, yes, we do actually look a lot better without Robert Mm -hmm. Lewandowski. Now, I mean, I have to admit that we have not faced the best opposition as of yet. But (laughs) even so... You defeat the Europa League champions 6-1. You defeat Bochum, who beat us last season 7-0. You, like, we played Wolfsburg off the park. Like, Niko Kovac basically mm-hmm. put his hands up and said, I'm taking this 2-0. This team will steamroll mm-hmm. us otherwise. And honestly, looking at all the other scorelines we've had, you can mm-hmm. see why Kovac decided that. Because 2-0, Wolfsburg looked amazing in comparison to all the other opponents we've had. So mm-hmm. based on that and how incredibly fluid the attack looks, I genuinely cannot remember a time when Bayern Munich looked this aesthetically pleasing. And I'm talking about all the way back to 2012-13 under Heinkes. Mm-hmm. Like Heinkes and Flick's Bayern, they were ruthless. They were dominating. They were incredible in every way, but they did not look as aesthetically pleasing as Nagelsmann's Bayern Munich does at this point. And Mm -hmm. that is something that I genuinely think is really special and something that would not have been possible when Robert Lewandowski was still at this club and he was still trying to play with him. Right. Why do you think it is that Nagelsmann in his first season struggled a bit with Lewandowski up top and now Bayern look more fluid without him? Is it because Nagelsmann's... I, do you ever remember a Nagelsmann team playing with an out-and-out number nine? I think Kramaric was at Hoffenheim when he was coach. I can't remember. But I don't remember a Nagelsmann team in recent memory playing with an out-and-out number nine. Aside from that. I mean, like, they. I guess Kramaric would count. He did mm-hmm. get a lot of goals uh, at Hoffenheim with Nagelsmann. But none of mm-hmm. them would be considered the kind of the focal absolute focal point of their team like Robert Lewandowski was at Bayern Munich like even RB Leipzig under him had Yusuf Poulsen as a number nine but yeah the goals in that team were spread out everywhere and Yusuf Poulsen wasn't the gold machine like Robert Lewandowski so I genuinely think that Robert Lewandowski by the sheer gravity of his presence was messing up Nagelsmann's mm-hmm. tactics a little because today right now you can yeah. see I remember like I shared this video back uh like last year where they mm-hmm. had a 
that was a TV program in Germany. I don't remember which channel, but they had Ralph Ragnick and Nagelsmann on. And Ragnick mm-hmm. was there explaining Nagelsmann's tactics with Nagelsmann there to comment on it. And it was absolutely fascinating to listen to. And I, mm-hmm. uh, I shared it on our Slack and on the blog to let people listen to it. And I still have the link, but the video has been taken down by now. So you can't listen to it anymore. But mm-hmm. the thing that was emphasized by Nagelsmann and by Ragnick is that what they try to do with their tactics is get as many people into the box as possible Mm -hmm. so that you maximize your chances of scoring. Now, we complained last season that there were too many inside the box because that took space away from Robert Lewandowski and it made the box way too congested. Now, it feels like there's all the space in the world for the box because I don't know how this has happened, but like, despite the fact that we seem to have as many players in the box as last season, Mm-hmm. We are showing a kind of fluidity and lethality from all our players that they simply could not show when they were trying to find Robert Lewandowski in the middle. And I don't know if this is like a yeah. mentality shift, a tactical shift. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. it's working. And it's working so well that genuinely Bayern Munich looked like something different this season. Like we look like we have a spark that I have not seen in a long mm-hmm. time. Like genuinely, it 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 feels different. Right. I think one thing that really caught my eye today was we had even more players in the box than we did last season. We had Pava in the box, which was somewhat of a rarity last season. And then we had um, we had Kimmich in the box a lot more than we used to. So I really do put it down to Lewandowski's absence because just thinking back to our preseason, we had a really short preseason. There is no way Nagelsmann builds an entirely new set of tactics and fluidity in like three preseason games. And aside from like DC United, we didn't look pretty great against Man City. We looked very good against Leipzig. That was like, that was sort of preseason in season, but that was the first notice, I guess, that we could do well. And today, before the game, even some of us were worried that without Muziala, with all the changes that the attack was not going to look as fluid. But I think from what I saw, and yes, it's a 7-0 scoreline, the struggles happened more in the defense than it did in the attack. For whatever reason, Bakum could not capitalize, but at t- at times between Upamecano and Delict, it looked like there was enough space for, I don't know, a whole team to walk into. But other than that, the attack looked really fluid. My worry was about Zane, who, while he looked good in his cameos in the last few games, he struggled to sort of be as fluid as the rest of the team. There were misplaced passes and mistimes. And we saw some of that today too. But even he looked more like a part of the attack than he did for like the last seven months, I want to say, when he had the drop off around December last year. So I don't know how it's happened, but it does seem to me that the absence of Lewandowski has almost either forced the players to take on more responsibility or freed them up to have that responsibility. It's one or the other, but so far it's working. And I would... I would say the quality of the opposition is not that low. Like you said, Eintracht Frankfurt were the Europa League winners. And yeah, they, they are slow starters, but they're they're not, even Real Madrid could not do to them what we did. And they had quite a few chances against Real Madrid too. Also, Leipzig are the cup champions from last season. So even in that scenario, we did really, really well. And I think like, because Nagelsmann made so many changes in the second half, that scoreline looks closer than it would have had it been a regular Bundesliga game. Yeah, exactly. But... It's just it's just counterintuitive, right? Because when <laughs> yeah. you have like when you have someone like Robert Lewandowski scoring like forty goals in just the Bundesliga, when you have someone like that, shouldn't your attack look much 
worse when you get rid of that like it doesn't make any sense and part of yeah. like part of the offset i can say is because sadio mani we've added him to the attack mm-hmm. and i'm just so impressed by his game intelligence like genuinely like i know the liverpool people they talked about how good his like his pressing his work rate this and that but they yeah. did not mention how incredibly intelligent he is in his movement and off the ball and it's almost mm-hmm. like we have like second muller on the pitch with Sadio yeah. Mane he takes so much of the burden of guys like Kingsley Coman Serge Gnabry Leroy Sané mm-hmm. in terms of just decision making that it adds fluidity to our attack that was not sim- was simply like not possible when Robert Lewandowski mm-hmm. was here Robert Lewandowski demanded that you service him whereas Sir- yeah. whereas Sadio Mane is allowing the team to surface itself really like it it is it is somewhat counterintuitive and i would say that nagelsman himself has built a very weird setup because i don't think someone like hansi flick would have built a setup like this or could have in no. fact like people will probably see the type of formation that Bayern munich is running right now and say maybe hansi flick should try a four triple two formation in the world cup but i don't think that's gonna work out for Germany under Hansi Flick because Hansi's tactics are a very different beast to what Nagelsmann is running right now. The four triple two, which looked more like a four two four today, it was much more yeah. attacking than we've seen in previous games. Which, to be fair, Bochum really did not provide much resistance. But yeah, as we saw, this team is capable of incredibly ridiculous fluidity in the final third. That I have genuinely, I I could not even imagine back when Nagelsmann took over and back when even Flick was here. And it is almost baffling that they were always, they were maybe always capable of something like this. And simply the addition of a target man who is probably the best striker in the world and one of the best players in the world was somehow holding them back from achieving this as a collective unit. It maybe, um, maybe if Sadio Mane were here last season, maybe we could have Mm -hmm. seen something like this with Lewandowski in the lineup and maybe it's possible that we could have scored even more goals with Mane, Lewandowski, Muller and current season's Maziala in the front Mm -hmm. four of last season compared to what we had but that's a hypothetical that will never be answered instead based on what I've seen in front of me this season and based on how Lewandowski struggled on his debut for Barcelona. As far as I know, apparently Rayo Vallecano. Uh, <laughs> I watched like, that game. Yeah, you watched yeah. that game. Okay, so I watched that entire game. <laughs> but why? Why would you? Why would you watch that? I was still salty about Lewandowski, and I was like, I want to see what happens okay, here. Today. My dad also watched that game. Apparently, <laughs> I, I said, "Nah, Dad, I'm not. I'm not watching that. I'm just gonna go to bed." Um, like, why would you watch a La Liga game at twelve? It's, it happens well past twelve midnight here. Well, in for India, me, it's so three never... p.m. So you know, oh, three p.m. Nice. on a Saturday good afternoon. For a, good for a good for an afternoon nap, I guess. But. <laughs> Like, look, like Lewandowski did not score. I mean, even Benjamin Pavard has more goals than Robert Lewandowski this season. Matthias De Ligt has more <laughs> goals than Robert Lewandowski this season. Everyone yeah. is scoring this season. At this point, I won't be surprised if Manuel Noir has more goals than Robert Lewandowski this season. But, <laughs> like, based on that, you it's not going to be very long before people start saying that Robert Lewandowski was carried by Bayern Munich. And people have been saying that before they did. I remember yeah. people saying that Robert Lewandowski only gets all the goals he does in the Bundesliga because, first of all, the week 
League is weak, which I mm-hmm. absolutely refute because Lewandowski was multiple times Champions League drop scorer as well mm-hmm. and almost broke Roland Ronaldo's record. So you can't yeah. say that the league is weak. And the other thing I have to say that is because he had so many players leading him exclusively, especially Thomas Muller, Thomas who Muller. often would sacrifice mm-hmm. his own goals and goal scoring chances just so he could find the pass to Robert Lewandowski. And that is not mm-hmm. happening anymore. I saw Muller being a little bit more selfish today than real result in mm-hmm. any goals tragically but um <laughs> by him being more selfish that just adds a level of threat to bind that we have not seen since 15 16 back when Muller last scored more than 20 goals in the league and mm-hmm. because of all of that because of all these factors combined it could genuinely be said that Bayern Munich are a more dangerous team without Robert Lewandowski in the side, at least under a coach like Julian Nagelsmann. This would not, in my opinion, be possible under Hansi Flick or Jupankis, both of whom are former treble winning managers with us. Yeah, 100%. On Thomas Muller, it was so shocking to me when, I think it was late in the second half, he goes outside the box, he's outside the box, he t- he changes the ball from one foot to the other, and then he takes a shot. And I'm like, did Thomas Muller just try to shoot from outside the box? What just happened? Yeah, he, he occasionally does it. But it's early in the season, he decides not to pass, he actually has three runners around him. And that took me by somewhat surprise, because normally, that's across to Lewandowski. So... Yeah, you're completely right. On the Flick point, yeah, Flick can't play like Nagelsmann, just like Nagelsmann couldn't play like Flick. And that was the problem. I don't necessarily think Bayern carried Robert Lewandowski, but I think Bayern did carry Robert Lewandowski just for last season because I don't think Nagelsmann wanted to play that way. And I I don't remember if this was ever confirmed, but there were some grumbles in the dressing room about how Nagelsmann was setting up and one of them allegedly was Robert Lewandowski. So yeah, it was yeah. rumored that Robert Lewandowski was unhappy about how many players were in the box, his lack of mm-hmm. chances, and like a lot of those other things. Nagelsmann con- constantly downplayed them in the media, which mm-hmm. usually means that there was actually a problem behind the scenes. Because if there's no problems, why would you need to talk about it? Yeah, yeah, and that may also actually now that I think about it, at the time we didn't think it was a great move by the Bayern board. And yes, I don't know how much truth there is about them trying to get Holland, but. It seems that even the board didn't press as hard to keep Robert Lewandowski because we know from the past that when Bayern wants to keep a player, they keep a player. They kept Frank Ribery, despite all the protestations back in um, 2009, 2010, around that. There was interest in Lam from Barcelona. I, I don't think Lam would have ever really left, but there was interest. And when there was rampant inter- interest from Real Madrid and I don't know if it was just Real Madrid or Real Madrid and Barcelona, on Robert Lewandowski, Bayern just shut that door and said, no, you're not going anywhere. But this time, Bayern said, you know what? Okay, there's a little leeway. And they sold him. And maybe they knew something that we didn't. And maybe Nagelsmann sold them on a vision that we didn't know about, but we're just coming to see. But either way, I, lo- I love what I'm seeing. I absolutely love what I'm seeing. I think there's still some more defensive issues to be sorted out. Yeah, there were a lot of changes at the back today, which might have caused them, but there's some gaping holes in that defense. Like, I I can never rest assured that Bayern will keep a clean sheet. I don't think most teams can, but I'm not sold on the solidity of that back line. They can all play, that's for sure. They can pretty much all score. That's what we've been seeing. But And they're all... And they all add to the attack well. I'm just not sold on how well they can hold up against a very fluid front three, four. Not many teams have it, but some teams do. So that'll be... That will be a test for me to see because even Bakum at the beginning today 
they could have pounced on a few chances that they didn't. To be fair, I think Boham, many of the chances they got were down to really bad distribution from Manuel Noir. Like he was, all, yeah, he was all <laughs> over the pitch. Like yeah. he was doing everything. He was poor distribution, amazing saves, super keeping. He even ate a banana at some point know, in the second that. half, which was just like uh, this Boham game was just vibes. Honestly, like I, I don't yeah. even know. And I genuinely <laughs> feel like our defense right now it can do anything. Except defense sometimes because <laughs> yeah, like exactly all that. of them, I feel like they have assists, goals, everything in them in their arsenal, mm-hmm. except for the very crucial not switching off for a full <laughs> 90 minutes. Like even today, there was that moment where like Upa Meccano, who has been having a great season, he just completely switched yeah. off. And I don't know which Baham player it was, but got behind our defense and just skied straight into the stands. Yeah. So like yeah. if that falls to someone like, Robert Lewandowski, for example, he probably yeah. scored. So, so that not is something based on that, that kind of game, but yeah, yeah, they did not have that much xG. I shouldn't point out that like it was just 0.9 xG, and we did manage mm-hmm. to keep a clean sheet. In my opinion, that is important because, as far as I'm concerned, like clean sheets are a bit like like if you keep getting them, it becomes a habit. Like mm-hmm. if you don't get them, it also becomes a habit of constantly conceding. And if you keep getting them, it slowly develops into a habit of not conceding. Like yeah, this exact type of game on the flick, we would have probably scored six, seven goals as well, but mm-hmm. we would have conceded one or two as well. So yeah. keeping a clean sheet while also winning by seven goals, that is, I think, a very important achievement. And it mm-hmm. bodes well for the future, which is something that we will have to talk about next. Yeah, yeah. Just to see the strength of the team. Yeah. Okay, so based on what we've discussed so far, I think the best topic to segue into right now would be our potential opponents in the Champions League group stage. So, Samran, I think I sent you the link where we Mm -hmm. have all our potential opponents for the Champions League group in part two and part three. Part four is not confirmed yet as of this recording, but I don't Mm -hmm. think people expect us to say much about the part four teams anyway. So they are here for the big blockbuster names. So... Samrin, tell me, since we cannot face Arsenal this season, <laughs> what, what a mean. tragedy, what a tragedy, right? <laughs> yeah, so since we cannot face Arsenal this season, and this is why I did not invite Tom onto this podcast, since we cannot face <laughs> as Arsenal this season, who do you want us to face in the Champions League group stages to begin with? You know, there's so many interesting names in part two, but the strongest one for me in that part, despite recent results, is Liverpool. Liverpool would be an incredible draw. And I think, yes, there's that Stadio Mane storyline, but we're not here about the vibes. We're here just to see the real strength of Bayern. And I think last season's Liverpool would have destroyed Bayern if Bayern had actually made it past Villarreal into the semifinal. Yeah, just the way that they destroyed very ugly. It would have been... Yeah. It would have fueled every single anti-Bundesliga narrative you can think of. But this season, this season we look good. And if there is any coach out there who can spot the flaws in this system, (laughs) it's going to be Jurgen Klopp. I mean, it could be be Pep Guardiola as well, but I can expect Pep Guardiola to overthink things, especially against a coach like Nagelsmann. And of course, we can't face Manchester City since they Mm -hmm. are the champions of England and therefore in part one. Liverpool, yes. I want Liverpool in... 
the group stages. Like people will say this is a little bit arrogant. And yeah, mm -hmm. I have been guilty of arrogance before. <laughs> but honestly, I don't think it matters if we lose to Liverpool in the group stages. Exactly. Like, it, exactly. like it's the group yeah. stages. First of all, that means that we cannot face Liverpool in the round of 16. And you do not want to face a team like Liverpool in the round of 16. Never, ever. Yeah. And the second thing is that, as you said, we need the team to be tested as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. We are not going to get that kind of test in the Bundesliga, I'm sorry to say. Like, you look at all the top teams in the Bundesliga right now, they yeah. are doing really poorly to start off with. Frankfurt started mm -hmm. slow, as usual. Bayer Leverkusen, my goodness. Like, I think they're at the bottom of the table know. right now. Yeah, they are. Oh, no. Bakum are bottom. Leverkusen are 17. Oh, thanks yeah. to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dortmund, they have looked absolutely pathetic in their first three yeah. games. And the mm -hmm. Bremen game was just a matter of all the luck catching up to them. And yeah. who else? RB Leipzig, I, again, they and, have not uh, won a single game yeah. yet. And Union mm -hmm. just carved them apart. And yeah. have I missed anyone? Let's see. Dortmund, Leverkusen, Eintracht Frankfurt, Gladbach Leipzig. Gladbach looked no. good. But like we face Gladbach next week and we probably lose to them. <laughs> why we could play incredibly well we could be like outscoring opponents 100 nil and we'll still lose to Gladbach. yeah we'll lose to Gladbach so even in the travel seasons this. I think we lose to Gladbach so yeah um we will lose to Gladbach yeah. so it doesn't matter so in that case <laughs> yeah. Liverpool that just leaves Liverpool and if not Liverpool yeah. I want a Premier League team there are two other potential Premier League mm -hmm. teams in part two uh Chelsea and Tottenham I think Chelsea yeah. are stronger than Tottenham overall but yeah. based on how Tottenham have started, they look like the better team in the Premier mm -hmm. League based on just results and how they have performed. Yeah. That would be my pre preference. Um, yeah. You watched more Premier League games than me. I'm pretty sure you'd say Arsenal look better than all of them. But I mean, Arsenal are Arsenal. top of the league. Hello. It's like it's like okay. an elephant on top of a tree. You don't know how it got <laughs> there, but you know it's going to come down. So It's going to come down sooner or later. But uh, it, it does mean yeah. that we might see Arsenal in the group stage next season, which would be fun. Oh, Lord. For uh, some for of us. For you. Yeah. Yeah. But, like... The thing is that I want a Premier League team in Bayern's group mm -hmm. so that we can show, like, either we find out that Bayern Munich are not as good as we think they are, or we find mm -hmm. out that they are as good as we think they are. In which case, like, as soon as you destroy a Premier League team, no matter how terrible that Premier League team is, suddenly you yeah. are a contender in the Champions League. Like, every yeah. single pundit comes up and takes notice. That is why yeah. Flick's trouble-winning side was we had so lauded. Yeah, right? we had Tottenham yeah. in the group stages and then Chelsea yeah. in the round of 16. As soon as yeah. we tore them apart, everyone yeah. just sat up like... We, we were destroying the Bundesliga that season and no yeah. one even looked at us. And then we just yeah. take, the, take about these mediocre Premier League teams <laughs> and suddenly everyone is like... <laughs> Oh my God, Bayern Munich, these guys are so good. What yeah. Manchester City aren't going to touch them. They did keep talking about Manchester City all the way up to the yeah. point where they lost to Lyon. Lyon, yeah. Like, I, I swear that season, everyone, including me, thought that it was going to be Manchester City versus Bayern Munich in the semifinals. But uh, mm. Lyon did, did, <laughs> did depict that, you know. But yeah. Yeah, so that's why I want a Premier League team. And if not a Premier League team, uh, who would you have instead? I, I, think I was either... gonna argue. I don't even want a Premier League team if it's not Liverpool. Actually, if it's not Liverpool. I, okay, if it's who, if who it's else? not Liverpool, I want a team that sits back, just sits back with ten men against the ball, and I want to see what Bayern does. Okay, there. so Atletico, Atletico or Sevilla? <laughs> Give me one of the two. 
Yeah, you, you didn't mention Juventus. This is going to upset. This is going to upset the Juventus fans that I talked to. I didn't on. want to think of them as you know ten men behind the ball. I didn't I want mean, to do that they, to them. They don't even. That's how Juventus play. It's Allegri in charge of them, so that's how I they play know. football. Actually, Juventus would also be interesting, but I guess yeah, because I of the Matias Delict. Yeah, yeah, and Atletico. You know, when I'm... in Flick's second season in the group stages, when Bayern destroyed Atletico, that's how we knew that Bayern were good enough to win it all. And while while we didn't, we fell to PSG. That was a very close tie. And yeah. in all honesty, like, with the full team, we should have won that. And with the current rules, we would have gone to extra time, mm-hmm. and we could have easily won at extra time because the second leg was at our home stadium. So yeah, no, so, sorry, it was at it was actually away. It, it, was, uh, it was actually in Paris. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was in Paris because we yeah. lost our home leg because it was snowing. Yeah. Oh, man, so no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. so I, I wouldn't actually mind Juventus because I think that Juventus, when you face a team like them, I think they're really not that good. And facing them would just be nice propaganda for us. It would be like, <laughs> um, if you tear Juventus apart, people take notice. If you don't, people don't really yeah. care. And it doesn't really mean anything to rip them apart, but it is a feel-good yeah. story. Would you want <laughs> yeah. Barcelona in the group stage, uh, you know, for all the on, narratives. I mean, the narratives are too much fun to avoid because I still think we beat Barcelona no matter how good a team they assemble. But right now, I would I would want to forget the banter and worry more about testing the real strength of the team. So if Barcelona shows me more than they did against Vallecano, okay, if suddenly they start becoming world beaters in La Liga, which honestly, they have a very good squad, which somehow they managed to assemble. I don't know how this happened. But unless I see better performances, unless I see them blowing teams away 3-4-0, I don't, I don't want Barcelona. I would just avoid them if they're not playing particularly well. Because last season, Barcelona was not quite the litmus test we needed. We needed somebody stronger in the group stages. And that did yeah. prove to be an undoing later. Yeah, it did. Because like Barcelona and Benfica, they did kind of put up a fight, but not really. And yeah. genuinely, I think Nagelsmann's team walked through them without ever really breaking a sweat. And that yeah. really cost us. Like We genuinely had far too easy a time in the Champions League yeah. last season. I've never seen Bayern Munich have that easy a group stage than the round of 16 against RB Salzburg. All due credit to them. They are not a yeah. uh, top, top team. And then yeah. VRL in the quarterfinals who we should have beat. I mean, like, ev- everyone has admitted it by this point. Like, yeah. back then people were giving all the credit to VRL. They were so good, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But recently, Oliver Kahn, Union Nagelsmann, Manuel Neuer, Thomas Muller, Leon Rassani, everyone has come out and said, yeah, VRL was a massive disappointment. And it can be seen by the extent of the investment that we put into the squad. Yeah. We do not want another one of those to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we've more or less covered every single pot two teams so far. Like, the others mm-hmm. are Sevilla. And I think Sevilla... Um, are in the same boat as Atletico Madrid, just a little bit yeah. less. Like they will probably come at us with a very pragmatic setup, like any La Liga team would. And mm-hmm. uh, the other team is RB Leipzig, whom we can't face because they're in the yeah. same group as us. So, mm-hmm. do you see any teams in pot three who are interesting? Well, there's Salzburg, always an interesting draw. There's Inter Milan, another interesting draw. Napoli, Napoli can go either way. So we can't face Leverkusen and Dortmund. So if I had to pick i'm really caught in between salzburg and inter milan because salzburg press but i watched inter milan yes sometimes i watch Serie when i'm bored i watched inter milan yesterday they look pretty interesting and i would probably want to take inter milan just to see how we do with like 
how we how we deal with the proper frontman like Lukaku or even Lautaro Martinez, who I quite like. So that would be interesting for me. Marse, I would be a little scared of because they can kick the shit out of. They can. So yeah, and Marse Marseille have like one of the worst ever Champions League losing streaks. Which they technically, do. I think, I think it's still going on, isn't it? Yeah, it's still going on. But let's say we we beat Marseille, but they also kick the shit out of our players, and we end up injured three or four. Yeah, we also run that risk with Atletico, but Marseille, there's the fan I mean, you violence. just know that they're gonna give us an English referee, and then yeah, and the this is another reason I on. want English teams in the Champions League because I do not want their <laughs> referees. English referees, yeah. My yeah, goodness, so... yeah. Yeah, so, so Inter yeah. Milan for me. What about yeah, you? Yeah, Inter is my first choice because, again, I like the Champions League because of the glamour ties. And out of all the teams in part three, I would say Inter Milan is the most glamorous of them all. After mm-hmm. that, it would be like Salzburg are a very fun team to play against. Yeah. But haven't we played Salzburg enough in recent seasons? Yeah, we played no, them I think... on the flag. We played them last season. It's getting it's yeah. getting a bit old. And we Boring. know exactly yeah. how we play. And we know exactly how to play against them. No matter how many mm-hmm. times Salzburg teams change coaches, they seem to play the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, Inter for me. Inter, Napoli Inter wouldn't be a bad me, and then either. Yeah, Inter and then Napoli for me. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Marseille and... From part yeah. four, we don't have anything confirmed for part four. Just have four. two options. I would, yeah, I would say, like, give us an easy team for part four because it's a little bit much if you end up in a group of death with, like, Inter, um, yeah. Napoli, and then one more team. Like, I don't know. Who who else could be in there? Celtic um, would be a tough-ish Celtic, draw from part four. Uh, tough, yeah. tough. It would be quite tough. Celtic yeah. or a team like, I don't know, PSV or something like that. that mm-hmm. those, those teams... You want to avoid like yeah. those those kinds of teams instead of in comparison to like I don't know a team that no one's ever heard of or some a team that really just I think we had a Red space. Star Belgrade right in um yeah, in, in Flick's year uh yeah. the year we won the treble yeah it yeah. was Red Star yeah that's the team against whom Lewandowski had scored four goals yeah in, like. 15 minutes or something like that or something yeah that, that was that was a lot of fun as well so so yeah. somebody like that i mean listen no disrespect to red star they were a great team in the 90s but somebody a little bit easier like yeah if, yeah ideally like yeah so ideally we get one really good team like you don't want too many easy teams overall in the group mm-hmm. stage but you also don't want like a total group of death you just want like two mm-hmm. good strong teams like one very strong team like liverpool one yeah. strong team that would definitely test us like inter and mm-hmm. then um one easy team that you can generally expect to be a guaranteed six points and then based on that yeah. um i'm gonna just have to say our ideal group would be something like liverpool inter and i don't know i don't know who else would be there yeah the qualifiers like are still that, going yeah. on so nothing's yeah, confirmed yet yeah mm-hmm. yeah what yeah. do you think about like we do agree that no matter who Bayern Munich gets in the group, we expect ourselves to be in the round of 16. Like, we mm-hmm. do agree on that, right? I don't want to make uh... predictions, but, like, <laughs> I mean, going, I mean, if Nagelsmann does not make the round oh, of 16, that oh would be, boy. that would be the end, I think. That would be oh the end for him. Boy. No matter how pretty the football is, you have to make yeah. the round of 16. Yeah, there's no, there's no argument. And the thing is, if, if we do end up with the group with Liverpool and Inter Milan, for example, then the minimum amount of points you need to top that group is not that much. I think Real Madrid finished top of their group with 10 points a couple of seasons ago when they had Gladbach, Shakhtar in their group. 
and Inter Milan, that group was like 10, 8, 6, and 3 or something like that. So if you have a tougher group, the minimum threshold is kind of lowered. So I honestly think either way, we should make it out. And if we don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say because I've never seen Bayern get knocked out in the group stages. I've seen us play UEFA Cup, but that was because we were poor in the Bundesliga. So that's different. Yeah, that's completely different. I have, yeah. I personally have never seen us get knocked out in the group stage. The earliest I've ever seen us get knocked out was against Liverpool in the round of 16, where I was yeah. in the stadium for yeah. that game. But um, I digress. What about the rest of like the German teams? Because this is the first oh, ever man. season where we have five German five. teams in the Champions League. And mm-hmm. um, I'll be honest, it's not looking good. It's oh, really, no, it's really it's not, not looking It's not looking good. I, I hope that Dortmund get an absolutely horrendously easy group like they did last season. But last season they had <laughs> they possibly... They got knocked. They didn't. They went to the Europa League and then they got knocked yeah. out of the Europa there League as well. Too. Rangers, like, come yeah. on! What was that? At least, that at least Barcelona when they went down to the Europa League, they got knocked out by Frankfurt, who, who were the eventual winners. Yeah, yeah. Who were the eventual winners and had a knack for like beating big teams. Whereas yeah. Dortmund, they just surrendered to Rangers. It was. It made no oh sense gosh. what happened to Dortmund last was... season, and they look like they're gonna Sporting do that again. Lisbon. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, like they genuinely look like they're gonna do that again. I yeah. hope Dortmund don't don't get a tough team like Manchester City or something. That would be oh an God. absolute nightmare. I can see Manchester City destroying Dortmund seven eight nil. It it would not be pretty, yeah. and it would just make those farmer leagues chance yeah. just just worse, yeah. much worse. Like yeah. I honestly, I think Leverkusen is doomed. Yeah, yeah, I think Leverkusen's Leverkusen's done. But let me ask you this: then. if you had to pick a team from Part One for Dortmund, who would you pick? Uh, out of the teams from Part One, so let me just scroll up again and see what Part One is. I would pick AC Milan, honestly. Me too. That would be a good draw. Like not rough enough for them to get beat. Like I don't know, seven, eight, nil, and where they stand a chance, but also not easy for them to say, "Oh, we're just yeah, going to get." Past yeah, they them. would. I think, yeah, because Dortmund, when they face a team that is a little bit too low on the level, they sometimes play to the level of their opposition, Mm -hmm. you know? So they sometimes play worse than they can. So a team Mm -hmm. like AC Milan, in comparison, might prompt them to actually rise to the occasion and play well, which is something that you want. But on the flip side, they play intense Bundesliga football, which is something that AC Milan as an Italian team who have very little European experience in recent years, they might yeah. be surprised by, which yeah. might play into Dortmund's hands. That would be ideal in comparison mm-hmm. to a team like, for example, Porto, who are veterans of the Champions League, know exactly how to play against teams like Dortmund. Yeah. Or a team like Ajax, who, who um, also are in the Champions League pretty much every season. Every season, and they yeah. completely destroyed Dortmund, Dortmund last, last season. Year, yeah. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And Manchester City, no, please no. no Real please. Madrid, <laughs> Real Madrid, <laughs> no. Um, no, again. No. Yeah. They're slow starters, to be fair, but yeah. by the end, they'll destroy you for her. PSG, so. PSG would not be terrible for Dortmund, but would not be good either. I genuinely think yeah. that PSG would just destroy Dortmund. Away stage, from home, yeah. and then maybe in front of the yellow wall, it might be a little bit of a closer game. Mm-hmm. Bayer Leverkusen not done; they are completely done. Forget it. I don't think we even need to discuss a group for them. Yeah. I, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they they might not done. even make it to the Europa League. To be honest. They yeah, I, I don't think bottom. so. I think yeah. the yeah, I think they'll finish bottom of their group. Yeah. Which RB Leipzig. Yeah, Leipzig. What do you think? Um, I think it's better for them if they finish third, honestly, because they need time. 
to figure yeah, this thing out. Looks like and it. if they get the time, they could win the Europa League. I don't know why they didn't win the Europa League last season, but like that if they get time, weird. yeah, that was yeah. weird. Yeah, Rangers, but, I think again. Yeah, was Rangers. Uh, yeah, it was, case, it was like, Rangers in the semifinal. RB Leipzig, if they are in the Europa League, they would probably be one of the favorites alongside I think Arsenal to win it. So. Um. Yeah. Some yeah. hidden Arsenal slander right there. But the <laughs> uh, thing is, the thing is that Arsenal fans are so badly beaten now they don't even recognize that as slander anymore. So <laughs> should I even it say? happened so regularly. Yeah. And, when Man United got beaten by Brentford, I felt bad because yeah, we got yeah. beat by Brentford last season. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's just just too much from these bad tech clubs. Yeah. Frankfurt. What do you think? Ooh, do, they have a, a... do they have any hope? I think they do. I actually think Frankfurt is going to do well against any team that takes that control is, of the ball. Yeah. And I think possession football. Yeah. So you'd want Frankfurt to get a team like, say, for example, I don't Barcelona. know, Chelsea, Barcelona. Those mm-hmm. teams would really give Frankfurt the chance to just yeah. sucker punch them. Like yeah. Frankfurt are really good at doing Maybe that. Maybe even Juventus. Because Villarreal Juventus, hit them in the yeah, break last year. Uh, yeah. Probably, and yeah. there's also the fact that the oh, Costage, yes, Costage yeah. X effect. I would not want them to get base Costage on the other side, maybe. Yeah. Other side, but <laughs> yeah, um, that would yeah. Frankfurt if they get like a really tough group. I would probably back them to at least make third. <laughs> no, but if they get an easy weird. group, I can see them just, probably just completely, out. yeah, they completely, yeah. Com- completely collapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a good draw for so them. Weird. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, like, like yeah, so like they are basically the anti-Dortmund, like the yeah. Frankfurt play to the <laughs> level of their opposition in the sense that they usually rise to good opposition and then completely, completely, um, you know, what, what should I mm-hmm. even say that can't get this podcast marked as explicit. So they completely <laughs> lower themselves against really bad opposition. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so I think that's our prediction for the... um. Champions League group stage where we think that Bayern Munich should make the round of 16 no matter who we get in the groups and we want our preferred opponents are Liverpool so that we can hopefully see what this team is made of. Apart from Mm -hmm. that, we hope that Dortmund get an easy group and manage to make it through. We think that Leipzig might be good for Europa. Leverkusen are completely done for and Frankfurt are kind of like dark horses. Hot luck here. Yeah. Most likely we will have by the end of this, we will have maybe two Bundesliga teams around a 16. That would be a good thing for honestly. The way that the season has started, two yeah. is a good number. Two, two is nobody a, looks that, good. It would be amazing. It would be incredible for the team if two was the thing. I would be more likely to bet on Union Berlin doing well in the Champions League right now than Dortmund. Honestly, Union Berlin, I can see them like since they don't have depth, they are gonna like just be exhausted from playing the English weeks, and because of that, they are gonna. Like, I think they'll I, be okay on, because of honestly, last season. I, I would say I would say that Union like they are good enough to beat anyone on their day, including the best of the best, like Manchester City or Liverpool. But yeah, they don't have it in them to do it week in week out so if mm-hmm. they manage to do it on the day which is necessary in a cup competition they might be able to do it but otherwise i don't see much success in coming for Bundesliga mm-hmm. clubs in europe which is a shame because i think the league is genuinely a lot better than marketing than might happens. make it out to yeah be. yeah like frankfurt is the best example of that they finished exactly. what, like 13th in yeah, the league and, last and season and what they yeah. did to barcelona last season was yeah utter humiliation not just 
on the pitch, but taking over the stadium <laughs> like the way they did, that was that is the kind of humiliation that stays with you. Like as a club, as a club's culture, it stays with you. Yeah. Even in the semifinals against West Ham, you know, um, I had like an English American commentary team on my end and everybody was predicting West Ham would win, but that didn't <laughs> happen. Frankfurt took that out within seconds. Yeah, that that was good. Okay, so mm-hmm. I think that's enough for us today. I hope you enjoyed listening to me and Samron ramble on and on at, <laughs> yeah, about topics that may or may not make sense. Again, if you want to hear a more detailed recap of the game, there is Schnitzel who is doing the post-game podcast. Be sure to check that out. Sunday games are really tough on us because we need to mm-hmm. record and post these back-to-back, and it's really something that we would prefer not to do, but we have to because of the schedule. So this was I Need No Name and Samrin on the Bavarian Podcast Works flagship show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and check out our blog, BFW. And you can find us on pretty much any podcasting channel, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever. And pretty much that's all I have to say. So good night. Take care. Have a good one.